Alright, alright mga kameta, kamusta kay Jan? Ayan, we're back in the seat. Pag-usapan natin itong mga boom, mga, mga pangyayari dito. Pagdating sa Philippines, China, US, and then of course may dynamics ng tatay, and then may dynamics ng sibling rivalry, may dynamics ng tatay, school of diplomacy, geopolitics, maraming pag-usapan mga kameta. Pasensya na kung naka-formal tayo kasi... Right away after this, sunod na interview na naman tayo. Kahapon nga, pauwi na nga tayo kahit sa airport. Back to back to back yung interview. So, uh, kung makita na yung footage ng Al Jazeera interview natin and Deutsche Vela, uh, among others, nandun na tayo sa airport sa Kuala Lumpur. Which, by the way, is among my favorite airports on earth. Uh, dahil yun nga, nagawa ng Malaysia nung hindi pa sila ganong kayaman na bansa nung 1980s, 90s pa, diba? So anyway, uh, getting back to this mga kameta, medyo may bardagula na nangyari ngayon dahil very strong ang emotions ng tao dito sa issue ng ETCA at medyo umiinit ang usapin ETCA and whether Marcos Jr. is getting the ETCA question right. Is Marcos Jr. preparing us for a potential war? Is Marcos Jr. provoking potentially a a new war or Marcos Jr. is correctly helping to deter and prevent a World War III or at least a war over Taiwan and the West Philippine Sea. What is going on here? At dito mga kameta nakikita natin, maraming mga back and forth na nangyari. So since yesterday, I've been very active on Twitter. You can see I had a lot of back and forth with folks. Interestingly, parang both Tatay Digong supporters and yung mga progressive leftist groups, their line is very similar in terms of ETCA is gonna make us a tuta of US, essentially that line of argumentation. So I had to kind of come back and question that. Interestingly, dun sa mga, some of our discussions on ETCA, nakita natin na some of our friends from Singapore, among other countries, uh, had to correct some of the Tatay School of Diplomacy graduates. Yung, yung mga nagsasabi na, umasa na lang tayo sa sarili natin kakayan, yung mga ganyan. Yung mga walang alam sa basics of operational capacity sa basics of deterrence sa basics ng anong mga klaseng uh, naval and, and 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 air force capabilities na kailangan natin to have credible minimum defense posture yan na school tuloy sila as i said there's a reason why singapore a chinese majority country with very robust economic relationship with china has among the most advanced armed forces on earth there's a reason why singapore permanently hosts Naval assets of United States. We can talk about that more later on. So I am hundred percent Makameta for a nationalist position. I hundred percent want us not to rely on anyone else but ourselves. But I'm also hundred percent realistic that hindi pede dadan lang ito sa slogans lang at parali rali lang. No, we have to have a realistic way of dealing with the bullying situation in the West Philippine Sea. All our neighbors are dealing with that in one way or another, right? And practically all of our uh, key neighbors, whether it's Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, Vietnam, all of these countries have better defensive capabilities than the Philippines because they had leaders who were probably less corrupt, more competent, more visionary. So for a very long time, they have been steadily building up their capability. I would say that Singapore and Vietnam may have already minimum defense credible posture vis-a-vis -vis China uh, in case things go ugly. I think Indonesia and Malaysia are trying to get there. But as far as the Philippines is concerned, mga kameta, anyone with a functioning functioning mind knows we're nowhere close to that. We still don't have a full-fledged modern fighter jet. The F-A-50s we got, salamat kay Aquino for setting the process into motion 10 years ago. But those are just upgraded trainers. 
mga kameta, our neighbors like Singapore already have or already pushing for F-35 fifth generation fighters, right? Mga kapitbahay natin katulad ng Malaysia and Indonesia have both advanced American fourth generation fighters and also Russian uh, or Russian derivative fighters, especially in the case of, uh, for instance, Malaysia. And also in the case of Vietnam, they have more some of the more advanced Russian fighter jets, not to mention also kilo-class submarines. They have a more advanced version of kilo-class submarines than China. Wala tayong ganyan mga kameta. Wala tayong any of those things. So, yes, of course, we want to be self-reliant. But, nasan po tayo ngayon? Nasan po tayo ngayon pagdating sa actual capacity natin? Kaya nga po mga kameta, ang tanong dito is, first, should we work with our allies? Obviously, yes. Hello? B, how can we make sure that working with our allies doesn't make us more dependent on our allies, including the United States? So that's where pwede magkaroon ng sapat na diskusyon. And this is where I think we can have a healthy debate. No? Kung saan, ang tanong dito is, is Marcos going too far into the American camp in the same way that Tatay Digong was somehow going too far into the Chinese camp? I always say one of the biggest problems in Philippine foreign policy and strategic history is we go extremes. Either super naglumalapit tayo sa US versus China or super lumalapit tayo sa China, katulad ni Tatay Digong, wala naman nangyari. Wala tayong nakuha. Now, these are also the realities, mga kamera. So, first of all, we don't have our own minimum defense credible posture yet. We're working on that, but it may take 5 to 10 years. That's why people in AFP would say we need to work with our allies. We need to work with allies so that we can get the best defensive capabilities, best training. Kaya yung balikatan ngayon, for instance, there'll be usage of advanced weaponry systems, no? So that yung ating mga, uh, yung ating sandataan lakas will be more familiar with modern 21st century warfare, including tactics that were used in Ukraine against Russia very, very effectively. So for instance, American Patriot missiles were, are going to be used in Balikatan. There are going to be drills and simulation of potential amphibious island defense warfare. Jan malapit sa Scarborough, dyan sa may Sambales. So, but mga kameta, ang... ang it's gonna take time before we get the real fighter jets. We don't even have a single squadron squadron of advanced fighter jets. We may get F-16 fighters V, uh, hopefully, or something along those lines, or some sort of more downgraded version, I don't know, Grapen fighters from Sweden. Pero wala pang updates on that eh. So we don't even have a single squadron of advanced fighter jets. So how are you gonna defend our country in that situation? Now, we're moving in the right direction, but... We're catching up, guys. We're catching up. And we need to really step it up big, big time. Yung mga katulad ng South Korea and Japan, na napaka-advanced countries, militarily, industrially, technologically, sila may permanent U.S. bases na nga sila eh. Now, I'm not saying we should have permanent U.S. bases. No, I'm against that. I'm against any kind of reliance. But I'm also against magical thinking. I'm also against just sloganeering and pakyut na... Uh, you know, kunyare pa nationalist. No, you have to be realistic because we have to defend our national interest. We, yung ating mga mga they cannot wait for another 20, 30 years before we solve this problem. You know, ala Deng Xiaoping, that this is a generous. No, every year, mga kameta, we're losing billions of dollars in fishery resources in West Philippine Sea. Every year, we're losing the chance of developing energy resources, oil and gas, particularly dyan sa Reed Bank, because binubuli tayo dyan. We have a clear and present everyday bullying problem in the West Philippine Sea. So ang tanong ngayon is, what are we gonna do about that? Sapat ba mag tayo? Sapat ba na diplomacy lang? Well, tatay, di kong try diplomacy. 
Didn't he try? He tried diplomacy all the way, right? Saan tayo? Anong nakuha natin concessions? Nasaan yung mga big ticket infrastructure investments? Nasaan yung mga joint patrols? Yung mga hindi haras daw yung ating mga mga Wala. Lalong lumala ngayon situation. Eh. Lalong lumala situation. Tignan mo yung Whitson Rift. Tignan mo yung Reed Bank. Hindi nangyari. Hindi yan nangyari sa ilalim ni Aquino once Aquino filed the arbitration award. Wala nang mga bullying na ganyan na nangyari. Katulad ng nangyari sa Reed Bank. Naniram lang yung ating mga mga ngista. Namuntik na. Nalunod lahat. Diba? Muntik na. So, Diplomacy didn't work. Clearly, six years of super, you know, more than diplomacy. Some would say subservience, no? <laughs> and then ASEAN. Okay, ito na naman. Narinig natin dun sa mga kaibigan natin. Dun tayo sa ASEAN. Mga kameta! Mga kameta! I'm all, I'm all around ASEAN, okay? I love ASEAN. ASEAN is close to my heart. I was just in Malaysia. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go around the region. I have contacts all across the region. I'm talking to officials, to leaders, top-level officials, topics, topics. Ito po yung katotohanan. ASEAN is not with us in the West Philippines and South China Sea. They cannot even finalize a legally binding code of conduct with China. More than 20 years na natin negotiate yan. In fact, the first time we discussed legally binding code of conduct was in the late 1990s. Alright? Wala, wala, hindi tayo, wala tayong maasahan sa ASEAN. Pwede tayo maasa dun sa bilateral or minilateral cooperation maybe with Vietnam, Malaysia, ganun. I'm for that. But, Wag tayong magmangmang, di ba? Wag, wag tayong ilusyonado. Wala tayong makuha sa ASEAN. ASEAN made zero support for us when our arbitration award came out. Okay? Let me absolutely clear. Zero support. Tatay Digong, six years engagement diplomacy with China, zero concessions in the West Philippine Sea. Lumala yung militarization, lumala yung bullying sa ating mga mangista. None of that is working. And then, wala rin tayo sariling kakayahan in terms of minimum deterrence capability yet. Our goal is to go there, to have that minimum deterrence capability. But to get there, the argument is maybe you want to work with your allies. But at the same time, as I always said, EDCA should not lead us into over-dependence on the United States. EDCA should be leveraged to make sure we build up our own defensive capabilities. EDCA should be leveraged to make sure that we get the best deal out of our alliances. And EDCA should not drag us into an unnecessary provocation over Taiwan, but be sufficiently uh, helpful in preparing us and hopefully deterring the situation. See, it's very subtle. It's not an either-or situation. It's not a binary situation. Kaya nga hindi mo madadalian sa ideology lang. It's a complex world, alright? And when it comes to operational realities, dapat mag-isip ka na mabuti, hindi yung slogan-slogan lang. Hindi yung for America or anti-America, for China. Hindi gagana yung mga ganyan, alright? Hindi, I mean, it's good to rally and all of that, great. But what are the operational realities? And this is where, Mahakamet, I'll tell you, honestly, I'm not 100% sure whether we're, we're on the right track here. All right? So let me lay out the argument here. So actually, kung nakita niyo, over the past week, Mahakamet, I had at least five articles that came out on this EDCA issue, etc. Right? So you can see I'm really almost obsessively writing. So I had one piece on Nikkei Asia that came out the other day. Talking about the logic of what Marcos was doing. Please feel free to read that. I had another one which South China Morning Post naman looking at a completely different angle which was the resistance to the EDCA. Uh, I mean Marcos, Tatay Digong, you know, uh, yung mga leftist progressive groups. So, so ito yung isa pang article. Sinunat naman natin dyan. So, and then mayroon tayong article kahapon naman sa Inquirer when I ask about it. So, 
So you can clearly see I'm paying a lot of attention to it. I'm not just doing vlogs, whatever. I'm really trying to get a 360 degrees analysis of this issue live. Kanina, actually, I was working on another article on the latest balikatan, etc. Kaso kulang na oras, ang dami mga interviews, etc. Habol pa tayo sa next interview natin, mga kameta. So, right and left, just over the past week, lahat yan, mga pinapublish natin, sinisulat natin, all different angles of the issue. Obviously, you just have 700, 800 words in a single article. So, I cannot put everything there. God willing, we'll have a book or something on it later on. But, you, you get what I'm saying, mga, mga kameta. Um, so, I'm... I'm looking at this from every possible angle. So, let's let's talk about operational reality. So, bilisan natin ng konti. Pasensya na mga kameta. So, ito. Okay. So, this is the bone of contention, right? So, the four additional bases na binigay sa Amerika, sa ilalim ng EDCA, tatlo dyan ay sa kagayan ni Isabella. Well, I have some slight issue dito sa map na yan kung very accurately nilagay. Yung isang map, medyo mali-mali yata. Napunta na sa Cordilleras yung ano. Now, okay. On one hand, you can argue that, wait lang. Bakit napakalapit sa Taiwan? Bakit Cagayan and Isabela? Eh, hindi naman masyadong relevant ito sa West Philippine Sea. Well, I could say, at least on one area, on one side, it is relevant to the Benham Rise issue and, Fil- uh, and Philippine Sea. Not West Philippine Sea, but Philippine Sea. Remember, meron din tayong concerns sa Philippine Sea. Marami din tayong resources sa West so with Philippine Sea, uh, you know, diba? at may concern tayo na may mga submarines from other countries passing there, naming, you know, uh, subterranean features, blah, blah. So, there is that aspect. But at the same, of course, it's close to Taiwan. So, I do not completely agree with the president when he says, ay, hindi, walang risk yan at all. Hindi yan, walang kinalaman sa eh, Taiwan yan just in case hindi yan gagamitan na offensively. I'm not very sure about that too. But at the same time, mga kameta, at the same time, mga kameta, I noticed two interesting things that Marcos Jr. did, or the administration in general. Of course, I'm not going to ascribe everything to Marcos Jr. Obviously, he's work, working with a lot of people. One is, mga kameta, na-relocate po yung location ng Balikatan Exercises this year. Alright? So, Balikatan Exercises initially were supposed to be in Los Norte. Alright? And then, pinalipat yan sa Zambales. So, clearly, from a more Taiwan-oriented exercises, it became a much more... West Philippines oriented one. So adjustments were made there. And in fairness, I would say, mga kameta, uh, to a certain degree, bakit ako nakakonect dito sa... Wait lang. Sorry, ah, mga kameta. Ba't ako naka-VPN dito? Bigla na lang nag-connect yung VPN on itself, ah. Parang dodgy yan, ah. Wait lang. Ang problema ko, i-disconnect ko yan, mga wala ako ng sandali. Wait lang. Sige, let's just keep it there. I hope it's not too slow. Anyway, you got what I'm saying, mga kameta. It's a complicated situation. Hindi yan madadaan sa isang, it's not, there are no good, there, there are no good options. It's about choosing what's the least bad options. You see, let's be realistic, alright? Wala tayong sariling kakayaan to deal with China at this point in time. Walang tulong galing sa ASEAN. Hindi gumana yung diplomacy ni Tatay Digong. Ang tanong ngayon is, May saisay bang etka? You can argue, yes, but at the same time, why are we giving this basis na super close to Taiwan? But I would say some of them are close also to Ben Rise and Philippines. So it depends how we're going to use it. Nevertheless, mga kamen, as I said, in fairness to Marcos Jr., again, I'm not defending the guy per se. I'm just saying we have to look at the facts. So uh, Balikatan was actually... Sorry, I'm just trying to bring out the data here. Uh, war games relocated. Local... Yeah. You see, everything we talk about, everything we talk about, mga kameta, 
it's based on evidence and fact and all. So here, yeah. So this is the news. No more major balikatan exercises in Ilocos Norte. That was the initial plan. So that means Marcos siguro realized, also partly thanks to Aimee Marcos, na baka masyadong provocative pag nandun. This is relevant for me. I think this is important. Had the war games of Balikatan, especially the island, amphibious attack, whatever, were, were there in Ilocos Norte or super lapid sa Taiwan, like, mm, that could have been a little bit tricky, right? Uh, so, ito yun, uh, mga kameta. So, ito. So, this is one concession that Marcos Jr. kind of made. Or at least, that's my understanding. Kaya nga sabi ko, nag-hedge pa rin si Marcos. Eh. Uh, and the other one, mga kameta, is hindi binigay or so far, based on what we know, Americans are not gonna have access to Mavulis na napaka, or Fuga Island na napakalapit, mga, mga kameta, super lapit sa Taiwan. So as north as some of these bases are, yung in Isabela and Cagayan, they're not north enough. Just to give you an idea how north is north, this is north, right? Like super close, only 100 nautical miles, no? Yung mga kameta natin dyan sa YouTube, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll upload this so that you can see the uh, the graphics and all. Sorry about that. Uh, so, yon. So, this is really north, mga kameta. Kung yun ang binigay sa ilalim ng ETCA, and then like, mm, medyo, ano yan, too much na yan for, even, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit worried. Now, maybe it will be open to Americans in an event of war, God forbid, right? But so far, hindi siya kasama sa ETCA. So my sense is, there is some sort of hedging that Marcos Jr. is doing. In short, hindi tayo 100% in with the Americans against China over at least Taiwan issue. But clearly, we kind of still you know, need to figure out whether Marcos Jr. will be smart enough to leverage the ETCA to get the best weapon responsible for the armed forces of the Philippines, right? So for instance, the Americans approved more than $2 billion for the Philippines, AFP uh, deals, military deals, etc. But I saw no updates on this at all. So maybe one thing we have to make, make sure is, siguraduin natin may saisay itong alliance na yan in terms of also upgrading our own capabilities on our own. So again, ah, just to be very clear, I'm personally very uncomfortable with depending on any country, right? Any country at all. And superpowers of their own interests. So, absolutely 100% for nationalism, self-reliance. From a tactical standpoint, what I'm saying is that, well, kung ang Pilipinas ay nagbigay ng lahat ng mga access na yan sa Amerika, may makuha ba siyang kapalit in terms of getting gaining access to advanced fighter jets, missile systems, Harpoon missiles, F-16V, etc. I want to see update on that. I don't see any update on that. Alright? I don't see. Once we see an update on that, then we can have a more conversation over this, mga kameta. Do you get what I'm saying here? Do you get what I'm saying? Ganon dapat yung discussion natin. Hindi yung mga tuta ng America, tuta ng China. Yung mga we have to be realistic, mga kameta, because this is how they talk about it in Singapore, in Malaysia, in Vietnam, even in Indonesia to a certain degree. We should talk about it more, even more so like that, because nandun tayo sa pinaka-front line. Sa pinaka-front line. At ang tanong dito is, ano rin makukuha natin, hindi lang sa Amerika, pero sa mga ibang aliado natin, katulad ng Australia, Japan. Because by, by the way, yung Balikatan, andyan din yung mga Australians, andyan din yung mga Apon, right? Hindi lang itong mga Amerikano lang, di ba? So let's talk more about this mga kameta. What I'm just telling you is that it's a complicated issue. So please lang, wag natin i-reduce lang ito sa mga simplistic nonsense out there.
all right i also know there are a lot more to talk about so for instance anyone everyone is making a lot of noise out of this chinese renminbi global hegemony finance dollar challenge again 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 beyond slogans and beyond headlines we have to really break it down is renminbi which is by the way not fully convertible which is pegged to the u.s dollar gonna really be a real challenge to the u.s dollar hegemony anytime soon so yun ang ginagawa natin sa mga vlogs natin dito mga kameta. We go for serious, complex, multi-level analysis because the world is complicated. So please don't fall for nonsense out there by people who are trying to simplify this. No, it's not black and white. It's 50 shades of gray. The question is, how dark gray or light gray? So how can we make the most out of this? Because if wala tayong alliances and we're just on our own, kakainin tayo ng buhay. At kawawa yung mga mainista natin. Kawawa yung karagatan natin. Kawawa yung mga resources natin. Every year, mga kameta, we're losing billions of dollars potentially in fisher resources because we cannot def defend our own sovereign territories and waters. We can't. So, logically, you'll say, rely on uh, work with allies. But working with allies also has its own risk of getting dragged into their interests and their, uh, you know, their own agenda, or getting too dependent on them. So you have to also mitigate that risk. So it's not an option not to have allies. I mean, when Churchill put it best. The only thing worse than having bad allies is not having any allies, right? So, lang. Realistic dapat tayo dito sa issue na yan. But realistic doesn't mean uh, we'll be subservient to one superpower because we want to defend against another superpower. At the same time, don't go for false equivalence. Hindi natin kalaba ng mga kano sa West Philippine Sea. Let's be very clear about it. At hindi yung mga kano ay nagtatreaten ng invasion ng Taiwan. So you get what I'm saying? That's the problem I'm saying right now. A lot of people are approaching this from ideological standpoint. They're, they're caged by ideology. You say ideology is good in the sense that it gives you some framework understanding. But it also tends to blind you to complexities of reality. And you're not going to learn about reality if your, your mind is not willing to see all the 50 shades of complexity in, in actual 21st century geopolitics. We're not talking about 1960s. We're not talking about 1980s. We're not talking about the 20th century Cold War. We're talking about 2023, new Cold War between U.S. and China. And speaking of new Cold War, Makameta, so I'm looking, God willing, forward. Well, I'm looking forward to starting my own sub stack. So I'm thinking it will be a new Cold War sub stack. So look, so God willing, please subscribe to my upcoming sub stack. God willing, that's what we're gonna move towards. Uh, so I want to do more soft stuff so that we have constant analysis, hindi lang dun sa mainstream media, but my own ideas. So please subscribe. I will post my soft stack when it's done. And as I said, we're also hoping to go towards. Uh, you know, hoping to go towards um, in-studio uh, interviews and discussions. So for that, kaya nga, sabi ko nga, please, kung, ayan na, may, may QR code na tayo. Ayan, yung mga QR code natin, uh, please. So if you have, you want to make any contributions, please send it straight here. Don't send check checks or cash or something to me. Please don't do that, alright? Because we don't know kung saan-saan mapunta yan. Kung may gusto kayong contribution, kahit Malit lang. Okay lang yan. Any humble amount. I really appreciate that. Alright? So we can do more in studio. We can do more proper analysis, etc. Alright? Maraming salamat mga kameta. So I have to go to my next appointment. Kaya nga nakaredy na tayong ganyan. Hindi na ako naka-sporty-sporty and all meta mode because we have to go there. Oh, by the way, also shout out kay Tita Nenet uh, Aguirre. I'll shout out again next time more. Uh-oh. -oh. Uh, tita, ano, mag-age. Uh, hindi na mag-age. Mas bata ako. Pero hindi ako ganun kabata. <laughs> Batchmates kami na anak mo. Alright. 
Uh, thank you, Tita. Thank you for your support. All right. So shout out Jensen mga lahat ng supporters natin. And again, ha, if you you know if you want to support us, kite humble amount. So far, I think we got a few hundred pesos of contributions. I, I appreciate that. Um, so then again, paki send straight don't secure code. Don't send me checks or mama yung kung saan mapatpad yan. And obviously, I cannot give my phone number and my details and all. It's for my privacy. So please just send it straight to that QR code for Gcash if you can. If you don't know how to operate it, please learn. It's not that complicated. Alright? Tinuran ko yung nanay ka to operate Gcash and all. Alright? Any amount, I appreciate it. It's just just to get the basics done para we, when we can rent studios, etc. Just for that. Alright, mga kameta? There's so much we can do. I, I, I see questions on YouTube about Macron. I call Macron the, the 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 father of Karen diplomacy. Nagkakalat na naman siya. Last year, nagkalat siya on Russia. Friendly, friendly siya. Putin, nag-feeling siya na he can prevent the war on his own. Ayan, nagkalat siya doon. Ngayon na naman, nagkakalat na naman siya over Taiwan and China. I don't know about that guy. Parelevant siya. And Macron is the most unpopular leader in Europe. Everywhere I go in Europe, when they mention Macron, people go like that. Alright? They were angry at him when I was in the Baltic area. They laugh at him when I was in France. They laugh at him when I was in Germany even more. They laugh at him in, in UK. They laugh at him in, you know what I'm saying? Everywhere I've been in Europe in the past year or so, different places, pag Macron, daming galit sa kanya. I think he has the right vision for, for Europe to be more self-reliant, but his execution, his, some would say, narcissism, oh man, doesn't help. You see, ako, you know, you know me. I mean, fuego, all right, okay, magpost ka, you know. Okay, I'm fine with that, but come on. Come on, don't overdo it, all right? And France is not a superpower. Let's get those things right. And France is not Europe. The Germans don't agree with him. The Spanish are not necessarily with him. The Baltic states completely disagree with him, based on what I understand, on many issues. Poland is not fond of him. Scandinavian countries are not with him. And UK is not part of EU anymore. So, yeah. Anyways, we can talk more about Macron, about BRICS, so many things. But for now, let me just keep it here. All I'm saying is this. Wag tayo magpadala, wag tayo magpabudol some more simplistic solutions and analysis at my expert expert John. All right? Thank you very much again. As I said, please, if you have any contributions to make, don't send me checks, don't send me something like that because I'm not going to give my private details and all. Mama, kung saan mapatpat yung mga contributions now, hindi ko na I cannot vouch for that. All right? So please, if you have anything straight down sa GCash QR code na pinost natin, any amount, I appreciate it. Sabi ko nga with what, half a million followers we have in, in uh, different platforms? Even if PISO, each of them, I, uh, God willing, will have enough, no? Uh, hopefully to, to do something about, um, you know, renting studios, etc. I mean, I don't have my own studio. I cannot afford it, etc. We can only rent that, all right? At best. God willing, kung medyo may kakayanta, mag-home studio version ako. But this is the best I can offer right now. Low-budget version, all right? Low-budget but high information. High context, high level, all right? Maraming salamat mga kameta. Super appreciate all your support. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Namiss nun naman sana ako, di ba? Medyo matagal tayo hindi nag-usap ng mabuti. Tapos nakita ko yung mga live ko from Malaysia. Puro mga ano, pixelated kasi hindi maganda yung internet. Walang yan. Laki ng bayad ko dito sa... Hindi ko nasabihin yung pangalan. Laki ng bayad ko sa roaming, ha? Tapos ganyan lang internet makuha ko. Awanen, gawit tayon. Sige mga kameta, thank you so much. Sorry, I got a little bit emotional because ayoko ng nonsense. Ayoko ng nonsense. I have no, I have no patience for nonsensical talk. All right. If we want to level up as a country, we have to level up our dis, our level of discussion. All right. 
kahit maraming galit sa akin, maraming nagre-respond sa akin, someone has to do it. There are a lot of people smart there, they're not talking eh. They're not speaking out eh. And they don't have the platform. So we have, God willing, thank God, we have the platform. So we want to make the use, best use of that. Alright? So yeah, you, you give nonsense, I'll call it out. I'll call it out. No problem about it. I'm not perfect too, you know. But so far, we kind of predicted a lot of things that are happening on geopolitics. So maybe we kind of understand things. But obviously, I'm just a human being. Alright? Let's have serious discussion. Not partisan, not ideological, not blah, blah, blah. Alright? This is not 1960s. This is not Soviet Union versus U.S. versus Malaysia. No, this is 2023. Alright? So, sana yung mga mag-update na kayo. Alright? Let's level up. Level up na tayo. Alright? Level up na tayo. Yun lang naman eh. Level up na tayo. At wag tamad. I published five articles at least on EDCA over the past five days or one week, whatever. Read at least one of them. Don't just read one, my, one, my tweet or just don't try to just take some of my statements out of context. Read what I'm saying there. It's very multi-level, 360 degrees. That's what I always do. That's what you should do. That's, why every, that's what everyone should do. If you're a true patriot, you don't fall just for nonsensical slogans. You do your assignment. You do your analysis. All right, mga kameta. Thank you very much. God bless. Talk to you soon. Salamat. Thank you so much sa lahat mga sumusuporta sa atin dito sa YouTube, dito sa, sa Facebook, and obviously, please ha, Gcash, alright, kahit malit lang. Appreciate natin. So far, may mga 200 pesos yata pumasok, so we appreciate that. Thank you. God bless. Talk to you soon.